What's up, everyone? Welcome to the episode of Moving With Life. This is episode 130. Thanks for joining. I want to jump right into this video because it's a little lengthy. It's like it's like 10 minutes, but I'm going to watch it along. I'm going to watch along while you listen. I will put the video in the show notes in the case you want to um, watch it, and then we can come back and you can kind of skip the listening part. But <clears throat> the premise is to get the audio on here at least so that you know what I'm talking about in the case you just want to flow with us in, the, in this episode. Um, so here is... Uh, the title is uh, title is the real truth about money. It, uh, Robert Kiyosaki is in an interview, and so they ask him a few. Uh, he they ask him a few questions, and then um, he gives his thoughts and theories on why things are the way they are when it comes to money. Tell them that, Robert. Yes, yes, yes. Don't tell people what they what you know. Right. Keep them poor. My father was the head of education, PhD, all that stuff. I go home and ask him, said, why don't we learn about money in school? And he looked at me and says, because the government doesn't let us teach that subject. The government tells us what we can teach and what we can't teach. And I thought that was strange. And I said, but aren't we going to school to learn about money? He says, no, your job is to get a job. I said, but you get a job to earn money. He goes, no, you're supposed to just get a job. I went, no, 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 no. Isn't the purpose of a job to earn money? He goes, you're correct. I said, so why don't I just learn about money? I can skip the job part, you know? And he got flustered and he said, if you want to learn about money, why don't you ask your best friend's father about money? And I said, why? That's Mike. So I asked him. He says, because Mike's father is an entrepreneur. And I said, what, am, what are you? He says, I'm an employee. I'm a government employee. And I went, oh, what's the difference? He says, the difference is an entrepreneur must know about money. Or that they're no longer entrepreneurs. And he says, an employee doesn't have to know anything about money. Because the government will take care of them, the company will take care of them. So I'm kid, I'm all confused. But I took my dad's advice and I trundled over to Mike's father's office and knocked on his door and I said, hey, I'm here, nine years old, teach me about money. He says, beat it, kid, you know. But that's where the story of Rich Dad Poor Dad started. And finally, through persistence, my rich dad started teaching me about money on one condition. And that condition was he would never pay me. He says, the moment I pay you, you think like an employee. He says, that's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. And now I'm nine years old, my head's going cracking in half. He says, you never want a paycheck. You understand that, kid? I said, okay, I got it. And he says, well, how do I make money? He says, that's what entrepreneurs figure out. <laughs> it's like, so how do I learn about money? So he would just break out a Monopoly game board. So I would work for free. I'd pick up cigarette butts and he had hotels and restaurants and I would clean and do menial tasks. And as I got older, I started getting into office work and marketing and accounting. And I was an apprentice basically, but I always worked for free. And he would teach me about money. But the way he taught me about money was playing Monopoly. And I finally one day I got upset. I said, well, when are you gonna teach me about money? He says, what do you think we're doing? We're playing Monopoly. He goes, no, 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 no. What do you think we're doing? We're playing Monopoly. He says, what do you think we're doing? So I don't know. I'm teaching about money. 
and then that's why you know you have one greenhouse. You know, he says there's many formulas for great success in money. There's thousands of them, but one of the best ones is found on the game of Monopoly. It still is today. Four greenhouses, one red hotel.、Mm-hmm. I said what? He says one of the greatest ways to acquire great wealth is playing Monopoly in real life. Four greenhouses, one red hotel. But is that all there is? He goes, that's it. And he says, "What do you think I'm doing?" And I went, "I don't know." So then he took me out and he showed me his greenhouses. And ten years later, when I was 19, I was now in school in New York, and I come back to Hawaii, and Rich Dad had bought the biggest piece of land smack dab in the middle of Waikiki Beach. And when you go to Waikiki Beach today, you'll see the Hyatt Regency Hotel. That was his hotel. Just like the game of Monopoly. Just like the game of Monopoly. Acquired assets, and they became bigger assets. He just kept what's called an assemblage because that property wasn't that big at that time. So he had to buy out all the small guys because Waikiki was a little dirt water little town. So he'd buy out this shop owner and buy that shop owner, and it took him a while, but he finally assembled this large piece of property, and then he, then he and Hyatt put up this giant hotel.、Mm. You know, it I just, and it just sold for eight hundred million dollars. So that's how I learned about money. I've had f- financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back, but they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality.、Right. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes, like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad, there's right and there's wrong, there's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right, they only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that. That's not reality. Well, I wasn't poor by most people's standards, but I came from a family with a poor attitude, if you know what I mean, because. Rich, poor, middle class, poverty starts with a fundamental attitude. Poverty is passed on; it's taught in your families, and middle class is taught in families. And so, the people right now who are sitting at home, <clears throat> who are struggling financially, or worried about money, or unhappy—they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing—it was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught. Get a job, work hard, or you'll, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. The school system will never teach you about money. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee, which is important, or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. And what most people lack is real business knowledge, like accounting, you know, like debt, like taxes. You got to know that stuff. But they don't teach it in school to anybody. So, and, and then when people ask me, "How did your rich dad learn this?" When your poor dad, a PhD, didn't. And the answer is very simply: My rich dad was again my best friend's father. His father died when he was 13. So his so rich dad had this family business at 13 to run. So he had to drop out of school, which was his blessing. You know, those blessings and. You know, sometimes a blessing doesn't look like a blessing, but it turned out to be a blessing. And then his teachers became his bookkeeper, his accountant, his attorney, his banker, his real estate agents. 
So he has what I call real teachers, not these fake teachers in school. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they, don't, they themselves don't practice. I asked the teacher, I said, you know, it's, I'm in my third year of calculus now. It was, called, it was called strength of materials. I said, am I ever gonna use this stuff? He goes, no. You know, I said, why do you teach it? As I get paid. I said, do you ever use it? He goes, no. And that's why, you know, I, you have to, in life, one of the things I suggest to people, you gotta find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day. So my accountants, my attorneys, they're in it every single day. And that's how I learn, because every day I'm solving problems in my business. So I have, I have accountants and attorneys and bankers and all these people on speed dial because I'm, I'm solving problems with my team. I see you giving this knowledge out and yeah. do, do the rich people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Rob? Yes, 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 don't tell people what, they, what you know. Right. Keep them poor. But you know, unfortunately the poor, as was in the Bible, I'm not real religious, the poor will always be amongst us because it starts up here. Right, it's that fear mentality. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. Again, I'm not really religious. I flunked out of Sunday school also. But when they say I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. My PhD daddy says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. And your rich dad used to say what instead of, I can't afford it? How can I afford it? How can I do that? You know, what would it take, or why should I do that? He says, that a question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. See, when you say, I can't afford it, your mind shuts down, and you become what you say. Rugby is a team sport, but so is soccer. The rules are different. And other people are golfers, they play by themselves. And so everybody's different. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. So what I say to young people is you, know, you find your game. That's, I guess it wasn't so little. It wasn't, as, <laughs> it wasn't the shortest interview excerpt, but I felt it very relevant because there's a lot of, again, my one thing I, th I talked about last episode is, you know, I really like business, but I like how business ties into life and so many elements that I've learned through business school, through business in general, working for people, um, the human aspect, but then also how business concepts do are do and are relevant to life as well uh this video it i you know one of the some of the notes i made as i was re, you know re-listening along with you all was uh you never want a paycheck be your own boss uh someone i don't remember who it, it might have been charlie munger because I, I know I've been, I've been talking about charlie munger a lot i've been talking elon musk robert kiyosaki i believe he's come up a few times um 
there's a few people that I've been reiterating because these are people that I'm kind of like in tune with at the moment. And not that I haven't been before, but I'm just in another, I'm, I'm in the next phase of these things that either we've heard before, I've talked about them, or we've heard it before, or I've talked about it, I know who I heard it from, maybe it's him or anybody else. Um, I w- it might have been Charlie Munger, but um, it says, you know, a, sal- a salary, let's see if I can find it, but it generally says a salary is what keeps people at bay. A salary. It, oh, let's see. I'm trying to see who said it. Okay, so Kevin O'Leary is one of them. It says, a salary is the drug they give you to forget. What? Hold on. I'm trying to see what it says. A salary is what they give, is the drug they give you to forget your dreams. So Kevin O'Leary. So, okay, I, I remember, I remember this. I just, I, again, I don't remember who, who had said it, but I remember there was a salary, and it's that quote. It's that, you know, where a salary is given to you as an employee, especially when you're, you know, when you go from hourly to salary, it's like, oh, you know, usually it comes with a promotion. Usually it comes, usually it comes with more leadership, more responsibilities. Um, but with that, you know, it comes more time um, where let's say even if you're already at your, 60 hours in the week and they need you and you're on salary you're probably going um you're probably going i'm not yeah you're you're probably going and and you know that's one of the illusions of a salary it's not bad um because then because then we can argue and we can find ways to like okay if i'm on the salary how can i live the best so that i can invest so i can do other things so i can grow my wealth um whether that's buying real estate whether it's rent you know renting real estate on the side could be many there's many things it could be um but the the premise is the same um because it's true you know uh, it, i can i can tie it into you know sometimes that salary sometimes that jump will keep you from leaving maybe you're planning on leaving and they're like no no don't don't leave we'll, we'll give you a raise and then they're like oh hey how does the salary sound if we don't know better um salary sounds great oh you're gonna be a team lead now you're gonna be you're gonna be a team lead you're gonna be some type of advisor you're gonna be an associate title whatever whatever it may be and we're gonna give you this salary, and you know this is how much more it is, uh, how much more it is, and then obviously if you don't count for taxes and how that's gonna affect your tax um, bracket and all that stuff, then you know if you and not, and not, let's not even go that let's, let's not even go that as far as the tax bracket. Let's just go into like, oh hey, we're gonna put you on salary, we're gonna give you this promotion. All right, hey, how much more hours are gonna, am I gonna be here? Because let me break this math down so I can tell you if I want to be salary or hourly, and then you'll decide if you want to give me that raise or not um, or we'll we'll find that that middle ground because now that's kind of an argument that if you know better you can think of where hourly to salary hourly to salary usually sounds good but again uh, and so let me let me backtrack to the beginning i'm not giving you financial advice i'm giving my opinions based on what i see based on what i've learned so far based on my experience um I want and so me and Brian actually me so after when Brian was on this last time we talked we talked after for a little while um just about some just again about some business things some future plans and things he has in mind things I have in mind and we kind of brainstormed a little bit and then we we got offline um but the biggest thing that for the sake of this episode and moving forward and then I I don't think I'll say it every single time because like no I'm 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 not giving you I'm not telling you what to do and I'm not saying there's any guarantee. I'm just, again, I'm reiterating things that I've learned. Again, literally listen to this excerpt and it's like, oh yeah, this, this is what I got out of it. Cool. Um, but when it comes to financial advice and me saying, oh, salary and, and hourly. Because and, the thing is, 
they're all good. Everything's good, but also if you minimize your if you minimize your spending, um, and live below your means, and then put the extra money into like investments or real estate or whatever, you it'll help get you in a direction of wealth. I'm not saying I'm not guaranteeing it, but that, that's where you gotta do your homework. You gotta do your reading. You gotta you gotta you gotta learn. You gotta learn how to do these things whatever it is and that's why even you know last episode i, I kind of you know I, I was trying to stay away from the too philosophical and too extra um extroverted and you know trying to try not to be too meta um i try to stay still here in the right in the middle because you know you can go both extremes but it's the same thing it's it it's like we we try to find these things that that do grab grab gravitate like for me like I'm giving you examples of things that gravitate to me. That's you know that's a lot of this pod. That's a lot of what this. That's a lot of what this podcast has kind of turned into. Whenever I'm not talking with Brian or or Freddie or or talk, you know, talking to anybody else, or if I have something specific, you know, specific story for whatever um, situation. Um, so like an episode like this where it's like Robert Kiyosaki, he has a business. You know, he he has a business and it's revolved around Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's that, um, he's the founder of Rich Global LLC and Rich Dad, and the Rich Dad Company, which is a private co- private financial education company that provides personal finance and business educa- business education to people that through books and videos. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a very short read. I I highly recommend it. Uh, Brian, I believe read it before I did. I heard heard about it, but I had been listening more than I had been reading it. As far as Robert Kiyosaki goes, um, then I actually got my cousin. There's a there's a Rich Dad Poor Dad for kids, and when did I get him? I got him that book probably. It's probably like 16, 17, 15, 16, 15, 16. It was a summer that we that he spent with me. And uh, or it was at least it was a few weeks that he was with me. I can't remember. Um, it was after I believe it was after college, and I had I had dove you know head first into reading and went on like, hey dude, I want you to read this. Damn it, <laughs> that's basically what it came down to. And so forcefully or not, um, try to get him through that book. And and you know, but anyways, the premise is like the premise for this for this is that it's a very short book. It's it's good. I recommend it. Um, we've read it. I've read it. He uh, Brian's read it. My cousin has, you know, he has his version, which it's a, it's probably, it's probably at my house, but it, the, the point is that trying to build these knowledge bullets that'll get you to a place that you want to be. And sometimes those knowledge bullets are spend less than you make. Sometimes, Hey, you have debt. Okay. Get out of debt. We've talked about, um, Mr. Dave Ramsey, he, his his biggest thing is no debt. Get out of debt before anything else. Charlie Munger, make your first hundred thousand, then you can let off the gas pedal a little bit. All these things that I've been talking over the past while, and it goes back to like the fact of I'm not giving financial advice. I I am not a financial specialist. I am not a doctor in anything. I am not. I am. I am giving life stories and life experiences and and my opinions, strictly opinions on on what I've seen work and what I've seen not work. What I'm more or less what I'm doing myself, but then I try to keep it vague because again, some of my goals and aspirations, um, I don't want to dive too deep in them because they're mine. They're they're mine. They're near and dear to me. And and I and I I'd like you. I, I encourage you to find what it is that you're that's near and dear to you to the point of that you don't want you don't. You don't want to talk about it, but it but it gives you that that positivity boost to just push forward in the day. Um, one thing my parents always told me since I was little, now I I remember I, I remember Clear's Day like several times, and I talk you know I talk about my parents a lot too because I, I they've they've taught me a lot. They I've I've learned a lot in them. Um, 
telling me diff- you know, different things that they had learned up until that point in their lives whenever they told me these things. But I was very young. I was probably, I want to say I was eight when I remember this particular moment. But ever since I can remember, it was always be your own boss. And I didn't, it's like, okay. Because it's like, oh, I want to do this, dad. I want this, dad and mom. I want to do this, mom and dad. I want to do this. And I'm like, no, you want to be your own boss. And I was like, okay. And and I, again, like he was talking about, he was nine years old, and his dad's telling him like he's just blowing his mind. He's like, go talk to that the other dad, you know, the rich dad. Um, I didn't have the same experience, but one thing that I was always encouraged to do was to be your own boss. I said, hmm. And you know, for the sake of of the way life has panned out, I was like, you know, I I have found my own balance of that um, because. I, there's many things that interest me. So it's just finding it's, it's, there's many things that interest me. So it's finding the balance that, um, allows me to do a little bit of everything kind of, you know, kind of touch different wells. Um, again, you know, talking about business, I, I, you know, I like music, you know, being a musician for so long now working in the medical field. It's like, you know, there's things that I just, I want to accomplish in my life. And they're, they're, it's like, cool. I, I, I want to learn. I like, I like learning. I like learning. I like business. I like space. Um, you know there's just things that allow me to kind of you know dip into different aspects of being your own boss and then being an employee too but according to robert kiyosaki you, know, you don't want that mindset you know and one thing that's interesting um is that he's the rich dad would say entrepreneurs work for free it's like man it's so interesting because you know because i i'm not gonna say intuitively because it's probably been over the years of listening to him and listening to other financial specialists and Robert Warren, Warren, Warren Buffett and all these other people where it's like, you know, it's not saying, Oh, I can't afford that. It's like, no, how can I afford that? And I, I feel very connected to that statement. Cause like, yeah, no, yeah. Like how, how am I going to get my hands on that thing? You know, what do I need to save? How much do I need to save per month? Um, what's the breakdown? You know, how much is it going to take? How, you know, I, I have this as a priority. Okay. Am I going to let go? That's just, for example, am, like I don't have a Netflix account. I have other accounts, but I don't have a Netflix account. So it's like, oh, I don't have Netflix, but, but my Spotify allows me to have Hulu. Okay, cool. Can I, can I live on Spotify and Hulu? Save that eight, nine dollars. I still get, I still get emails from Netflix saying, Hey, come back. We're going to charge you nine bucks, whatever it is. So eight bucks or whatever it is for the standard, uh, the standard subscription. And I'm like, no, because the eight bucks times 12 is, uh, eight times 12 is what? 96, eight times 12, 96. So it's 96 dollars, 96 dollars a year. Let's, add, let's round it up to a hundred for the sake of math. Now let's do a hundred times 10. Uh, that's what a thousand, thousand bucks. And fine. That's over 10 years, but that's still a thousand bucks in your pocket. So let's just say I'm good with not having Hulu, but I really like, Photography. Let's say photography because I have I have, a, have a photography kit back home. Um, oh, let's say I I run, which I do I do run I do run right. So I need running shoes. Well, you know the running shoes I like I like using Brooks. Yes, they're more on the more pricey side. But if I were spending this this amount of money on on Netflix, which gets me looking at my phone even longer, versus hey I actually enjoy running too. Sometimes I like it more. Sometimes I like it more than other times. But the point is like. Running and exercising is part of my necessary things of my daily life. It's like I need shoes. They're you know they're 100, 125 bucks. Okay, cool. Um, there's that balance, and that so then we go into opportunity costs, and we can we can open up that umbrella, which we talked we talked about opportunity costs um, with Brian when we was on last time. Um, 
but going back to the premise of you know ne- you never want a paycheck because then you you have the mindset of an employee it's like okay cool and you find i i've this is this is if i've been able to complete any of these points is like that this is these are different ways that i've found the balance of opportunity costs being an employee but then hey i found ways or i found things that hey i i realize only i can do this and there's certain things that i want done a certain way and that's just the way it is um my parents would be your own boss monopoly i used to play a lot of monopoly when we're when we we're young we we're probably like 10 let's say 10 11 12 like those those few there's a few summers in that 10 11 12 year old range we play monopoly a lot and i didn't and i remember someone telling one of the family one of my family members telling me don't spend your money save save your money and it, it wasn't my parents which is funny um they're like save your money and it's like how and like i never wanted to look at the rule book because i felt like the rule book would tell you how to win um and that that's true i i, I remember that i remember thinking like that then and you know here he talks about you know how the rich dad they would play they would go do things he'd have them go to clean a room clean rooms or pick up trash whatever um but then uh they go back and reconvene and play monopoly he's like i'm i am teaching you about money using monopoly so i'm very interested to go back and play the og the original monopoly game to see how it plays because i i'd have a whole different mindset now um playing to play monopoly interesting so that that's one thing that i found super interesting um being afraid of making mistakes uh i i'm sure i've talked about it and reiterate the fact like for me I I hesitate so long because of those mistakes that could happen. I haven't even tried the stupid thing, and I say, I don't say stupid because it's a stupid thing. I'm saying stupid because it's, it it's it's a stupid feeling, and it, I'm not shaming or degrading it, but it, I am acknowledging that it bothers me. I'm acknowledging that that the fact that I pause and I wait, I wait so long sometimes to execute whatever it is that I want to do because I'm afraid of the mistakes that come with it. Um, I will say getting into healthcare, uh, it's it's helped my confidence getting into healthcare because there's certain things I get to do now, um, which I you know, and it's not that I it's not that I ever saw it impossible. It's just like it it wasn't part of the original plan, right? So, um, all that aside, or all that in continuance, like you know, doing these things, being able, having the accessibility to to learn a new craft, but then there's micro crafts within the within the meta of healthcare um where yeah you have to be good you have to be good in the sense you have to be on you have to be on your game you have to be fresh you have to be clear even if you have you know let's just say i got lucky you know i I, my shifts are pretty standard as far as time how much time i'm going to be there at the at the at the location but um i i've been i just started watching night watch which um they're in new orleans it's it's a bunch of medics and leo and law enforcement officers and they're doing they're it's it's doing nice and they're working like six hour shifts sometimes longer and uh and no matter what they have to be on their own game because someone's life's literally in their hands literally um there's been some interesting cases that's like man when you when you understand even a little bit of medicine like you see what they're doing it's like oh oh cool i know i know what that oh i know what that is i know i I, oh they put an 18 gauge iv oh that's great you know whatever um but being afraid of making mistakes in business i have to argue it's like you and, and uh, I mean, medic, I mean, it happens in medicine too. I mean, even with doctors, it happens. It, ha- it happens, right? You, we don't want to. You don't want it to. And whatever you're doing for your work, whatever you do for work, school, work, um, whatever you're doing, you, you, I don't think you want to make mistakes. But then, we we can't let those possibilities keep us from one learn it or or get just get better at the craft. Um, I love that he you know he talks about you know afraid of making mistakes. 
um interesting story that i didn't i didn't realize um i didn't, I didn't remember if, if it isn't rich that poor dad the the book i didn't remember it this this part of the story but um where blessings doesn't all a blessing doesn't always look like a blessing where i think he was saying the, in the excerpt that uh rich dad ter- basically took over his family business at the age of 13 because his dad passed away um and that's something you can't you can't account for i mean i i, I don't want to go too deep into losing a family member like you know such as your parent, a parent, whichever parent. Um, but, you know, you can't even fathom at the moment, like how that would feel. And, and to take over a business, a business is, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be 30 pretty soon. And it's like, I'm still true. You know, I'm still going through my own set of tracks to make sure I have stuff dialed in for, you know, um, things that I want to do and things and how I want to accomplish them. So I can't even, I, at 13 years old, I was playing baseball. I was traveling with, you know, with my parents. We were doing things. I was, I was at home, you know, with, we were at my grandparents' house out in the fields and getting dirty and running and riding bikes and jumping the canal and all these other things, you know, to take over a business at 13. It's like, oh, it's crazy. However, I love how he told in, you know, he, that he was taught, he, Robert Kiyosaki, but then also Rich Dad was taught by people who do the thing that they needed to, the thing that in the in his case that they needed to learn but then now robert kisaki's like you know my accountants they do accounting every day my lawyers they do lawyer stuff my my uh let's say construction workers they do construction work they they i'm learning from them because they do the craft whatever it is um i i, I to me that tells into i used to talk about this early and not early in the pot in the podcast episodes but it's been a minute since i brought up like uh distant uh mentors so like I felt like Jock when I first learned about Jocko back in 2016, um, and I started reading and then leading up to developing this podcast, you know, you know, I started with Brian Eddy, then kind of dove off by myself, and you know, I've kind of been in and out with different, you know, different interviews now, but um, just the evolution of what um, moving with life has turned into, but the premise of you know finding the people who do these things. So like Jocko, he's been to war he now owns a business and he's tied all these all these principles he's tied them into being a even a decent leader you know will take these principles and like just exponentially make them better um and for some reason that that attracts me so I, i've been learning about that i learned i read about it um i try to read people's accounts you know back in world war ii um vietnam um those are the part of the primary wars that i've read about and have a not the thorough knowledge but i have you know i feel like i have i can talk we can have a conversation about it right but the point is distant mentors so he did you know tim ferris being you know the um the four-hour body had a big impact on me you know i had in 2016 i lost like 25 pounds um dropped a bunch of inches you know it works and i I use that book and it's like okay i learned and tim ferris is another one who who did this so that's why they that's why he put it in a book so for other people who hopefully need some type of direction they can use these maybe and he and and that's where i get the that's where i get the you know, I'm, I'm dismissing myself as far as like, hey, I'm not giving you advice. This is solely opinions, things I have learned, things that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer. I, I get all this stuff from Tim Ferriss because he puts that in his podcast because we these are, again, these are things that have built up from experience. And that's what I'm trying to do. Some of these things that I bring in, like I when, I, when we're doing the 42 rules for Jordan Peterson, I didn't have something to say for every single principle i had had but the majority of them i did it's like okay hey this this is what i went through for this principle this is what i went through for this principle principle number x 
I have not had this. I don't have this experience yet, but this is what I think. And then we move on to the next one. Um, but it was just a point of stating the principle because it's part of Jordan Peterson's principles that um that I try to use for myself. Um, but yeah, do what they teach, and that, that again that tied me that tied me back to distant mentors. You know, mentors. Um, <clears throat> that have you know they 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 walk they walk and you know now and it's cool the cool thing is the evolution of of social media and youtube and podcasting it's like you know i you can learn you know ron dr ronda patrick um because of joe rogan i then found tim ferris then found joe rogan found dr ronda patrick um then all you know the plethora of books that have that i've been um happy to read you know some of them more than once and then some of them i read them it's like yeah i get it you know um wild at heart not joseph campbell I keep thinking joseph campbell um who wrote Wild at Heart? I've talked about it. Um, John Eldridge, and then his wife's book, Stacy Eldridge, um, captivating the fem- the feminine, and then the masculine. Wild at Heart's fa- the masculine, and captivating is the feminine. And I've feminine, and I've read both of them. I read Wild at Heart the second time I read it. It was very, it was a little more brief, but um, that was that. Um, do we teach in the final one, which he tied up, you know, is, is literally a simple line it's like finder game. And I, I've been talking about that and some of it at this point, it's getting theoretical because some of the stories that I want to bring to this, bring to the podcast, I can't talk. I just can't talk about them yet. I can't talk about them yet, but I will one day. Um, so, so I'm still, I'm still scavenging. I'm still looking through, um, things that I can bring stories that I have, haven't said before or things I still feel very strongly about. Um, but the fact that Robert Kiyosaki ends with find your game is like, that's, that's what you got to do. Um, sometimes you go into college thinking, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And you get there. It's like, I have no interest in doing this. Now, for the majority of people that I have met, uh, yeah, the majority, we'll say like 65%. That's a high number. I'll say it's a, it's a high number, but I'll just say 65%. You know, those that want to be doctors, they actually they actually want to and they go through it. And, and good for you. That, you know, I, I have all the respect, especially the doctors I work with now. So much. I mean, they're they're the best. Uh, they're literally the best. I I am very lucky. I'm so lucky to be in the game that I am now, um, because I get to learn so much. And some of these doctors, they care about teaching as well as doing their job. Which is nothing. There's nothing wrong with with <laughs> with doing your job. And then you know, and then you you try to teach when you can. But sometimes obviously it's busy. Sometimes it's not. You know, blah blah. So many factors that are that tie in. But the premise, the the bigger premise of like. The doctors I've been, I that I get to work with, on the regular, you know, on on on, on a regular basis, um, I've been so lucky to learn, and then and then they ask, hey, hey, this is what's going on. Why do you think that? Or or I'll give my brief, hey, sir, ma'am, to my nurse and my then the doctor, hey, this is what I asked, this is what I found. Um, I don't give any diagnosis, but hey, this is this is this is my note. This is what I've got. And they'll be like, well, why do you, why? So they said this, they said no to this. Um, why? And then we'll, we'll go into a, a small conversation. And sometimes if I can't answer it, you know, there's other people that I work with that will give an answer. And then we, and then we go into that little conversation. It, only, it literally only lasts like a minute or two. It's not like, it's not like we have, we don't have the, the time. We're not, we're not giving the time to just have a full on, like hour long conversation. That's for another time. But when we're in, the mix when we're seeing these patients and we're doing these things and, and, and seeing why, and Hey, what's going on? How long has it been going on? Um, we go through our questionnaire and we, we assess, right. And I've been very lucky to find the game that I'm in now and, and, and work it as best I can and have these doctors and nurses that care about 
passing on their knowledge because they've been doing this for you know x amount of years you know for, you know they, they've been career-long doctors and nurses that you know they're doing what they're doing so um find your game I'm, I'm gonna end it on that too i went a little bit longer than i tried to but i i like five minutes ago i knew i was going to so i just said i'm going all in <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep it going and and uh make this make this story this episode this story complete um with find your game um don't be scared to to leave one game for another because you're you're you become resentful you become regretful you didn't at least try we've talked about all that stuff and i don't want to blabber on too much about it but this is another episode where you can hopefully use it and take a hold of it and go find your game whatever that may be and if you need to make a change cool if you don't if you're just gonna if you're gonna do if you're gonna go all in on whatever it is that you're doing now freaking bet good to go you know go do it yeah thanks for tuning in i again i really appreciate it take care of yourself mentally and physically mentally and physically take care of others lead from the front if you have your teams take care of your teams um lead from the front lead from the front take care of yourself but lead from the front when you have your team with you um you can't take care of yourself you can't take care of your team um if you want to support the podcast um everything's in the show notes it's on etsy all the this this is on etsy this there's some stickers um email's always available the instagram is always available if you want to chat i am more than happy to chat whether it's business finance economics and if we can't and i i you know i say this to my coworkers and friends it's like hey if, if i don't have the answer we'll find it and that's probably one of my favorite things is is finding an answer that can help you get what you want um because yeah i think it because it's it's, it's necessary and and sometimes sometimes we need help and um the harder part is asking for the help but then when you get the help it's like you feel better so signing off now y'all have a good rest of your week hopefully you've taken something from these episodes and until next time we'll see you very soon